Social Media Serenity Podcast Episode Number 40. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Social Media Serenity Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. We're here each and every week to cover the latest and greatest in the world of social media. We're talking about blogging. We're talking about, well, we're not talking about the network that shall not be named, you know, the F word. Uh, But we are going to talk about Twitter. We're going to talk about Ning. We're going to talk about all kinds of fun stuff. Eric, how's it going, my friend? I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm I'm happy. I'm good. So, well, hey, for those who are wondering what Cliff's talking about with the F word, if you just simply <laughs> go back and look at the archives of Social Media Serenity, you'll understand that we have given way too much coverage and focus on a certain social network that is trying to dominate the entire world, and we have decided that we are taking a slight sabbatical from coverage for at least this week. We shall not name the network known as um, rhymes with race book. Okay. Yes. So, so there we go. But, uh, since we're not going to be talking about the F word, uh, let's talk about the T word, which of course is my favorite network of choice. And it is Twitter. And I happen to understand Eric, that there was a little bit of a bug this week. Yes. Um, it, it happened on, uh, let's see, I think it was Tuesday and essentially it was a, it was very small bug in the system that allowed people to type in um you w- in the tweet you would type in accept and then the username of a certain person and they would be forced to follow you right by force so by force yeah. by forced and 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 cuz that language well, without sounds, choice well that that actually implies like we we're going over there and twisting their arm holding the gun to their head kind of thing but but in essence what it means is that it will cause you to follow un, unknowingly right yeah so if yeah. i was so, to, let's just say i wanted david hasselhoff to to follow me you know uh, i would actually type in um Except space, you know, whatever his Twitter ID and boom, now he's actually following me on Twitter. Right. And he wouldn't know any different. Right. Until he looked. Until all of a sudden so. I tweet 15 times a day. I love you, David Hasselhoff. I love you. David. And, and then all of a sudden he would notice. <laughs> and then he would notice you and your lifelong dream would be complete. There, there so, you go. And of course, um, I, would, I would then be blocked. Right. I wonder if that tw- I wonder if that worked on people you've blocked. I would imagine it would. Yeah, I I imagine it would. I mean, I don't know how this was even built into the system to be even possible, but luckily, I mean, here's the thing. Twitter, do you remember way back when, when Twitter didn't work all the time? Yes. We've come such a long way from that. And to be honest, Twitter's not had, you know, huge uproars of, I don't like Twitter doing this and that and whatever. Really? I mean, there's been stuff like, you know, the sponsored tweets or promoted tweets or whatever. And, and you know, the the new way to do retweets and lists and all that kind of stuff. But none of that's been so earth shattering as to, like, get people in an angry uproar about yeah. anything Twitter's done. So th- they've got a pretty good track record. And to be honest, as soon as they found out about this, they shut off 
the following or unfollow, you know, that you couldn't follow people for a while there. Right. Um, while they were fixing it and everybody's follower counts or, or people that were following you or who you were following counts went to instantly zero. And there were millions of tweets out there. Trust me. I did a few where people were like, Oh no, the earth is end. The world is coming to an end. Twitter's collapsing in on itself. I have no followers and no one's following. You know, I'm not following anybody. And why did I, I I must not have been following you when that happened. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, I I think you you were busy. So, yeah, I, was, I had a lot of things going on, but I, I did see the story. Um, you know, I, I don't know what Twitter did about the fact that, you know, obviously they've caused some of these people. I, I wonder if they actually went from like the very first time that the story broke, if they went back and rolled everybody's follow count back to an old, you know, an old saved backup or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were able to log who typed in that accept code and was able to revert back to that point. Yeah, that makes sense. Boy, For everybody that did it. Somebody missed lunch that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, you know, talking about that retweet thing with Twitter, I, I want to say that I there are a couple things I don't like about Twitter. All right. And 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 uh, now that you know, you say, well, nobody really gets in an anger about anything. <laughs> with Twitter. So, so I didn't say we don't have opinions, but yeah, no, I'm not angry about it. But I do want to say that I finally have determined that for right now, um, is it Twitterific for the iPad? Is that what I'm using here? Let me let me look I think again. So yeah, Twitterific. Yeah, Twitterific for the iPad is my iPad Twitter client of choice. Mm-hmm. All right for the for the functionality, the big thing here there are a couple things and and this is more along the lines of um, of clients and there have been several clients out there that actually give you when you go to direct messages it gives you not just your inbox of direct messages but it mixes it in and mingles it with your outgoing direct messages. Do you know what I'm talking about? Does that make sense when I say that, Eric? Okay, yeah. Okay, because I, I need you to be the sounding board for the audience to make sure that I'm making sense. So basically, like, for example, if I go to Twitterific and I say, show me my direct messages, it will show me or it'll show me all of my incoming, but if I've actually sent or responded to somebody with a direct message, it also shows those in line. Yeah. All right. So if I, for example, go a couple days before I kind of clean that out or respond to some people, you know, I have to keep scrolling down and I just look, I have to actually look. And so, you know me, I'm inbox zero kind of guy. So I like it to when I click on direct messages for it to show me nothing. And I tried personally, I tried to deal with saying, okay, well, you know what? I'll just scroll down until I only see my name. And if I only see my name, then I know I'm, I've got quote unquote, technically direct inbox incoming, direct message inbox incoming at zero. Even though there's, you know, literally there were hundreds of outgoing DMs that are showing on this, on this, in this inbox, if you will. Does that make, am am I still making sense? Yeah. Okay. So, so the thing is though, I have made a decision that any client out there that mixes and mingles both outgoing and incoming direct messages, I am not going to use that as a client because I like to see emptiness. I like to see zero staring at me. And, and it's you just, want inbox zero. I want inbox zero. So For direct messages. So I determined I'm not going to use Twitterific as soon as I saw that it did that. And then I f- tried to play around with some of the other iPad apps and, you know, um, TweetDeck is a 
decent program, but there are some there are some flaws with some of these other programs that don't. I want to be able to write from my iPad application. I want to be able to hit a delete button so that it will delete that direct message that you sent me right from the application because right. I, I again I want inbox zero. Well, a lot of the other applications that keep things separate don't also give you the ability to delete right from the iPad. So I actually, I was while I was using some of these other services, sure enough, I, I responded to everybody's direct message and then I'd have to later at some other time go to the Twitter or to the web client and then manually delete all those incoming direct messages that I've already responded to. Really frustrating when you have OCD like I do. I don't know that I'm actually ever... I've never been diagnosed with OCD, but I am certainly obsessive compulsive about many different things. All right, and this is one of them. So, Eric, this is what I... the same way. Now, get this. Now, I've been on Twitter. Do, do you, does anybody know in the chat room? Please type this in. Um, does anybody know a service that tells you how long you've been on Twitter? And, I'm, and right now, I'm going to go to twitterholic.com. Twitterholic.com slash GSPN, and I think it might actually tell me. And I know that personally, Tweety on iPhone, if I look at my profile, tells me. Okay. Well, here we go. Jo- I joined Twitter on February 19th, 2007. Okay. Wow. February 19th, 2007 is when I started using Twitter. And Eric, you know me. I am a very heavy user of Twitter. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. All right. So here's the situation. I finally decided, you know what? Twitterific is the best looking application uh, as far as functionality and doing all the things I want to do. It shows the conversations. It's got it's got the, you know, great browser for clicking on things. It gives me the ability to follow, unfollow. It gives me the ability to block. I can look at lists and in the direct messages, I do have the ability to delete direct messages once I respond to them. But I still did not like this idea of having literally, I'm talking probably more than a thousand outgoing direct messages that are still available for me. You know, and I would delete, 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 delete. And then all of a sudden it would just load more. And I'm like, Ugh. so Eric, let me tell you, one night, I'm not kidding you. One night I laid in my bed as I was, you know, getting ready to go to bed, go to sleep. I know where this is going. I, I laid in my bed and for two and a half hours, I deleted every single outgoing Twitter uh, uh, direct message that I've ever sent off of my Twitter account so that I could have inbox zero on my Twitter, on my Twitter. Now, okay. Now, does that tell you anything? All right. I take it back. You are OCD. Exactly. Exactly. So you know what though? I think I've done the same thing over time, just in small spurts of like, you know, couple minutes here, couple minutes there, when I've sent or been receiving or whatever, working with direct messages. Yeah. So now to the, avoid this. And now I know I want to do that because I want the same thing you're talking about. So well here here's the deal. Now the, in the chat room, some people are, are saying issues. Absolutely. I, I there's no doubt I have issues. Uh some people are saying what a total waste of two and a half hours. Uh and I would almost agree with you, but not really because for me I want serenity and I want to be able to have a clean inbox zero and I want to have good organizational stuff. It also wasn't a waste of time because it was time that I would have literally, I, I mean, I was sitting there laying back in bed, you know, and, and I would have just been laying there anyway. 
Uh, and number two or number three, why it wasn't a waste of time is I was actually listening to an audio book while I was doing it. There so the audio books playing in the background, I I'm, and I'm doing a mindless task that didn't take up my mind. It's just hitting the delete button hundreds of times and hitting load more hitting. It's the, as if you were playing a game. Exactly. So, so it really wasn't that much of a waste of time, but Daniel now of course um, said something in the chat room that brings me to my complaint about Twitter. So if I, Eric, if you send me a direct message, all right, and, and I pull it up on my Twitterific and I hit reply and send you a direct message, I then can delete the t- direct message that you sent to me completely fine. But now I have to, I, what happens if I actually, after I send you the direct message, if I delete that off of my account, guess what? You will not get it. Oh, right. Unless you and there, there are some exceptions, unless you're using a Twitter client that goes and checks your direct messages and archives them down. So a mm-hmm. lot of people have been saying, oh, I see what's going on. People are saying, Cliff, almost for some reason, I'm seeing that you sent me a direct message and I got it here. But for some reason, when I go over to here, it's not showing up as I, I can't see it and respond to it. So I've learned that when I hit delete, for example, um, I, I just sent Jeremy, uh, a, well, one of my friends, Jeremy, a direct message thanking him for something. And I personally, I have to wait until um, he kind of responds and, and says, yeah, I've got that message or that I kind of feel confident that he's got that message. But if I actually delete it out of my direct message inbox on um, Twitterific, then if I delete it, he's, there's, a, there's about a 95% chance he'll never see that I sent him that direct message. Right. So can you use the him not having responded as an indicator that he has not read it? Yeah. And, and so basically, for example, I'm looking at the one to, to my friend Jeremy and I sent that message eight hours ago. And so here and here's what my philosophy has been. You know, if 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 I haven't got some kind of indication that after 24 hours that you haven't you know read my thing, I'm deleting it. It's as if that I never sent it. I, that's just my philosophy. I, I'll give you 24 hours to let me know that you've read that message and and then I'm just going to delete it because I just don't want it in my inbox. So again, I know you guys think I'm crazy and you know what? I've never said that I wasn't crazy, but this is this is something I do hate about Twitter. I don't like the fact I would love it if like if for example, Eric, if you send me a direct message 3, okay. 4, 5 weeks ago, but I've not checked my direct messages in several weeks, but then all of a sudden you go and delete it off of your sent list. I still mm-hmm. want it to be in my inbox because you sent it. Right. All right. But at the on the other hand, think about this. It is neat to know that you could actually do one of those things where you send something and then all of a sudden you regret it and you could delete yeah. it. Yeah. That's so, mm-hmm. There's pros and I'm seeing pros and cons here. Yeah. So, so so pros and cons, but here's the thing. Don't assume that because you can delete it and you, it's like, if I send a direct message to you and it's like, man, I was really, really angry. It's like, ah, you blah, 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 blah. And I send that direct message and then I'm like, oh no. And then I delete it. Don't feel confident that it's not going to make it to that person, even though it's no longer available for download, no, no longer available. People out there, you're using services like Topify, which basically, as soon as you send a direct message, they get an email. And of course, once once Topify has been notified of the direct message, even though you've deleted it, that e- Topify has already sent them an email saying that you've sent the message. 
So right. Anyway, that's just one little thing. And then the other thing, since you, uh, you know, talking about Twitter, the other thing that I'm finding a little bit um, disconcerting is the new way that retweets are happening. Because I, I like to I like to make sure that the people that I follow that number one, that I know them. And number two, uh, you know, I've had some interaction with them. And when I'm going when I go through my list and, I, and I'm reading tweets every now and then I'm like, oh, I don't know that person. And I go to unfollow them and I'm like, and it doesn't tell me and I can't unfollow them. And I'm like, oh, that's a retweet. Right. You know, it's like all of a sudden now it's almost as though when you retweet somebody in the official Twitter retweet way, it it puts the it puts that person's tweet in my thing as if I, and it looks as though I'm following them. And here's as the, if it's that person instead of the retweeter, the retweeter. Exactly. And so, Eric, you do a lot of the official retweeting because I do because I because at the end of the tweet, it says retweeted by Eric J. Fisher. But you know what? There are a lot of things that you retweet that I pay no attention to. And the reason I don't pay any attention to them because I don't recognize your avatar. You don't know that it's me that's retweeting it. I ignore it. I ignore your retweet because I don't see it from you. Whereas if if your little avatar pulls up and it says, you know, Eric J. Fisher retweeted, you know, you did the RT space, whatever, I would actually read it. But because I don't see your avatar, I'm ignoring a lot of the stuff you retweet. So that's good to know. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. So if you were to do RT colon, you know, colon space, the username and then whatever they said, I'm more likely as your follower to actually read what you've just said is a very good tweet. Yeah. But, and, and a lot of the times I'm using tweet deck uh-huh. and that lets you choose between which way you're going to do it. Exactly. And sometimes just to skip over the step of, uh, you know, there, it says either do the retweet the the uh, Twitter way or or edit it and then retweet it. Yeah. And a lot of times I'll just hit the Twitter way just so that it goes straight out instead of seeing it sit there, not making any edit or maybe making a quick edit or addition, comment, whatever, and then hitting it. So, yeah. And the and the one thing I don't like about Twitterific, although it is my favorite iPad application for Twitter so far is that it doesn't give you that option. It, it only does the Twitter reach official retweet. Dan, yeah. Daniel, on uh, by the way, um, Amanda in the chat room says, oh, me too, Cliff. And I'm, I'm assuming what she's talking about is the fact that she overlooks and kind of ignores some of those retweets because she doesn't recognize yeah. them. Uh, and then Daniel says, he says, um, well, he says a couple things. So let me see what he says. He says, I think the tweet, te- uh, let me go back up. I think the tweet deck client makes it clear enough that it's an official retweet. Uh, it does, but still, it's the fact that um, it, it is the fact that it's the person's avatar, and that's what I look for. I look for an avatar when I'm scanning my list of the 400 and some odd people that I follow. I scan for avatars, and avatar, and if I see an avatar that doesn't, uh, it doesn't register with me. I just overlook it, and and uh, that's. That's even the case when somebody you are following that you read almost every tweet changes their avatar to something where you don't know it's them right away. Say that again, Eric. Cause have I you, have you had that happen where, for example, like if I know your avatar and if I'm swiping through either on the phone or, or on desktop client or whatever, and I'm like, Oh, there's cliff. And I read what you say. But if you, you were to suddenly change your avatar to something that was not 
immediately recognizable as what I've trained my mind to see your avatar as. Right. Hey, that's Cliff. Right. Suddenly, I may miss some of your tweets for a while because, oh, wait, that Cliff just changed his avatar. I better, oh, no, okay, mental note. That's what Cliff's avatar is now on Twitter. You know Abs- what I mean? Absolutely. It's, it's the same it's the same issue you're talking about. So that It is. And, and it's important that, you know, and I think that's an important thing to, to think about is, is that your avatar really is a branding tool. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, you are recognized by whatever avatar you choose. And, and I'll tell you what. I see I see avatars and I know who people are and it's and even when it's not like if I see a big N with a certain font I know that that's Jonathan Nation you know mm-hmm. I, I I I mean it's not a picture of him but I mean that I mean and there's there's an avatar of a girl that sits on a on a blue motorcycle and I know who that is you know it, it's it's just you know I I know these people by their avatars and so my friends this is one of the things that I think is important here for social media serenity is consider your avatar and and don't change it very often yeah and and check this out nation says this uh, he says we should all change our avatars to cliffs for a while and tweet <laughs> and, and then tweet a whole lot oh man that is funny that is funny that would be that would be strange but it, it, <laughs> It'd be fun, but anyway, um, the other thing, and you, what else was? Look ahead and see what else it was that Daniel had said that you were looking at. Oh yeah, but, I know. Um, yeah. The other thing uh, that he said was that if you do use what the good thing about the official retweet is that it does allow the tweet to actually be a little longer. Some extra characters are allowed. I think that's kind of one of the things that I had opted to use that for time to time. So, with, and it's kind of become practice without thinking of it so yeah it doesn't bug me a whole lot i just i just wanted to go on the record for sharing that and and just put it out there in the open i really wish that retweets would actually show my avatar and that the tweet is actually coming from me but really clearly still give the credit to do it i i think the way we were doing it as users was more was, was more practical for the way i think it should be done um, so I don't know if Twitter would ever change the way that they're doing the official retweets, but I wish they would. I, I would like it yeah. to actually show my avatar in my friend's timeline because at this point, I, I will say this, I almost feel, and, and, and this is harsh words and because I, I know a lot of people, man, it, you say the word spam and, and, and people get really defensive. But in, Yeah, there, the word's thrown around a lot. <laughs> yeah, but I, at sometimes I do feel like when I see a bunch of other people's names and avatars thrown into my timeline, I almost feel like my friends are spamming me with other people in my timeline. Whereas I never, in a million years, never did I ever feel that way when I would see Eric J. Fisher, Eric J. Fisher, Eric J. Fisher, Eric J. Fisher with a bunch of retweets. I never, I never felt like that was spam. But when I see, but when I see four or five different people's avatars and names in my in my timeline and I have no idea who they are and then I look and all of those are retweets from Eric J. Fisher I almost feel like you're spamming me because you don't initially know who's delivering the message exactly is that yeah and and, and I mean it's the same thing I mean it's exactly the same thing but the fact that you're forcing somebody else's avatar and name into my timeline it just feels more spammy it's kind of the packaging yeah and and I think it should be said that based on the Twitter client you're using, the way you see that or perceive that is going to be different. 
Yeah. Let me give with uh, the official retweets. I have a perfect analogy for this. Eric, l- listen to this. All right. Let's just say I, I have. Let's just say I have this big, huge, gigantic lost finale party to promote. And I hypothetically and I, hypothetically and I really desperately need access to people who have, you know, that, that have the the ability to broadcast my message out to hundreds of thousands of people. All right. And let's just say, Eric, you know, somebody who has, you know, that access. It's like this is a person with the Associated Press and Cliff. I actually have been best friends with this person since third grade. He's extremely busy, but I know I can call in this favor and he will do this for you. He will put you on. He will make sure that you get on the front page of hundreds of newspapers with your story. Now, Eric, here's the difference. All right. The difference is you saying, hey, Cliff, here's this guy's phone number, you know, and 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 call him tomorrow and tell him I gave him your name and phone number. And then all, all of a sudden I call your friend up and say, hey, my name's Cliff Ravenscraft. Eric Fisher gave me your name. And he told me you would do this huge favor for him and 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 broadcast out my, my message. And he's going to be like, dude, who are you? I have no time for you. Whereas <laughs> Eric, instead, if you were to actually make the phone call to him and say, hey, dude, you know, can you do me a favor? Let me tell you about this guy. Let me tell you all about him. And, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh yeah, I'll definitely do that. Tell him to give me a call. And then all of a sudden I say, Hey, my name's Clifford. Oh yeah. I've been waiting for your call. So tell me all about this party. Yeah. Do you, I mean that, that makes all logical sense, right? So, so the situation here is that Eric, I have a relationship of trust with you, but I don't have a relationship of trust with all the people you are retweeting. But when the retweet comes from you and saying hey this is me through through the filter of me it's the relationship it's through the filter of the relationship and i think the official retweet takes the relationship out of the picture unless you dig deeper and look all the way at the end where it says retweeted by yeah it's it's as if the guy is standing there in front of you saying hey you um so can you help me with this but you don't meet, see me standing behind him. Right. You know what I mean? Like in the, in a literal face to face sense, it's as if somebody walks into your office and says, Hey, so uh, can you do me this favor? And you don't see that behind him is me, the person you have the relationship with standing there. Like it's hidden. Right. Still there, but it's hidden and you have to dig, you like turn and look around the guy that's asking for the favor to see, where it should be the other way around. It should be, hey, Cliff, it's me, Eric. Right. Um, I was wondering if you could, and then I move out of the way, help this guy, so to speak, if you can follow the mental imagery that I'm playing with. So. Ab- absolutely. Jonathan, I, it looks like they're having some good conversation. I, I don't, we don't, I'm not able to go all the way back, but the most recent one he says here, he says, which way causes more brand awareness for the person that has actually retweeted? And I will say that obviously... That let, let's just say, let's put it in me as a perspective. Let's just say I say something and I say, hey, everybody, will you retweet this out to everybody? What is obviously going to give me more brand awareness? Um, I will say that if everybody used the official retweet, the official retweet, I would get more brand awareness if you did the official retweet. And the reason why is because, number one, my avatar and my name is going to show up in people's timelines, even though they don't follow me. However, I want to tell you, I'm not certain that that's the kind of brand awareness that I want because 
I know how I feel about people showing up in my timeline that I didn't choose to follow. So I might get more exposure by being officially retweeted, but I feel like I'll be perceived as spam more. And so while I might have more brand awareness, I'm not sure that that's exactly the best awareness that I want for my brand to be out there. Now that with that being said, I still want people to retweet me, but I don't, I don't know if I like the idea of, of my avatar, you know, it going out there. And I, and, and of course I'm really, now I'm sitting here saying these words and now of all of a sudden it's like, man, Cliff doesn't want us to retweet him. No, spam the heck out of all your friends with my, <laughs> with my avatar. But at the same time, do you see, do you see where I'm going with this? Is it's like, oh, yeah. it, you know, what is socially acceptable in this space you know, I, I don't know that I, I anyway, I, I, by the way, Here, for me, the record, me, I still want to have be retweeted. a comment when you're done. I, I, I just yeah. want to say, I still want to be retweeted, which, we, whichever <laughs> way you want to do it. Now, Eric, take over. Okay. Well, that brings me to something I was thinking of early this week when, uh, he, you know, James, uh, Kennison from, from NL cast, um, he and, uh, Daniel ramen noodle and I were talking and we were trying to talk about being more retweetable and we wanted to make retweetable the new like cool slang word to use. He's like, oh, that's so retweetable and things like that. But anyway, the whole retweetable thing, um, I'm thinking of it like you just gave the example of brand awareness for the official Twitter retweet mode. But I want to say that consciously thinking about it now in which route you would take one or the other, I think the the latter, the not using the uh, official, actually may get you more, um, well, followers, long-term brand recognition and, and, and buy-in. Because I'm more likely if, for example, Cliff, if you retweet somebody, I'm going to see you, the person I have the relationship with, and this is what we were already talking about. Yep. I'm going to see the person that has the that I have the relationship with I will then see RT and think, okay, it's a retweet, so it's not your words, but it's somebody else's. I see who the person is, whether that's at the beginning or the end of the retweet, see what the words are, and think, oh, I like that. Who said that originally? And then click on that person and check out their profile. Absolutely. I've done that many more times than I have clicking on somebody who's done the official retweet and seeing what their profile is because it's kind of a second it's it's secondary in a backwards way. I completely agree mind. with you Eric. I am I am preconditioned to ignore avatars I haven't that I don't recognize. Yeah. I I, I, I totally I, agree with you. This whole conversation has made me aware of something that I've not been consciously thinking but that I do believe and I I think I'm going to stop using the official retweet as often as I have, I still will use it here and there, sure. but I'm probably going to opt to do the other. Yeah. And, 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 so. and I, th- I think that's a good thing to think about. And, 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 you know, I, I don't want everybody here listening to me to agree with me, you know, whether I'm the exception, oh, or, yeah. whether I'm the exception, exception or the rule that none of that really matters. What matters is that we have the conversation that you hear some dialogue about the pros and the cons of the official retweet by just clicking a button and the actual, you know, using you just using a service that will allow you to click a button and do the uh, the old way retweet where it actually shows that it's coming from you. I just want to say it sounds like you and I agree, Eric, that for us, we perf- it's not that we're not going to ever use the official retweet because there's sometimes when you're just in a hurry and hitting that little button, boom, and it goes out. 
But I, I think that I we both are saying that we think that it could be more beneficial both to our brand and if we're actually trying to promote the brand of others that we actually do the manual retweet. Well, and if you're using Twitter on the web, the actual Twitter web interface, you really don't have a choice unless you're going to go through the hard work of, well, listen to me, it's hard work. It's not really. It's just copy paste. But still, if you hit retweet, it's going to do the official version instead of the original version. Yeah, so. yeah. And But there are still some other clients out there that give you the option, which I think is totally awesome. All right. Uh, Don, uh, Daniel says, Cliff, see my important note above. And the only problem with that, Daniel, is every time I go up to see an important note, when somebody else tweets, um, it it brings it down. But I am looking important. Official retweets aren't picked up as a mention in most clients. Okay. So the so basically, um, okay. So somebody so, may retweet you, but you wouldn't know it. Is that yeah, what it means? Yeah, I guess that's what it could mean. Depending upon the client you're using? I guess so. I guess so. So anyway, I like the, I like the manual retweet, and, and that's probably the way that I'll go. But but the, at the same time, I will see. Like, for example, here here's one right now. Here's a guy, number one, with no avatar. He's kind of got like a, a silhouette deal, and his name's Justin Kalna- Kalnacki. All right. I have no number one. He has seemingly no avatar because it blends so much into the dark theme of my Twitterific. Uh, I see this guy named Ch- Justin Kalnaki and it says, hey, Baltimore, I'm teaching a social media 101 crash course at Creative uh, Alliance June 17. Here's the details. And of course, I see that, not, you know, looking at it close in dark print, I see that it, that was retweeted by CC Chapman. You know, okay. So, so, but it, now the thing is, I will tell you this. The only reason I looked at it is because we're talking about this. Now, I guarantee you, I would have definitely ignored that. But if all, if I saw CC Chapman's smiling face, guaranteed I would have read it. Yeah. Guaranteed I would have read it. So, because you trust, you, you know that the majority of what he will tweet out or, or whatever percentage you know is worthwhile abs- to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the so the deal here is that um, the deal here is that, you know, the fact is, is, is who's retweeting me and and whatever amount of trust that they have established and, and built up with their following on Twitter. That's that's the weight behind it. And I think that it, I think we're losing the weight of those relationships like the 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 refer a friend or the word of mouth kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say that's. The, a lot of what people talk about when they're talking about social media and and the way that ties into marketing your brand is that it is word of mouth on a global scale. So, right, you're kind of cheapening it. I well, that's my opinion. Yeah, just my opinion. And and I think they're talking about some technical issues and hear about the clients and stuff like that. Um, you know, I I suppose it would be technically possible for and 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 I think it would be for Tweety to go in and and actually take an official retweet and actually show the avatar and the name of the person that actually did the retweet in the stream. I think that that would be possible. But I know I know that on I know that on Tweety on the iPhone when I'm using it and I see a retweet of a person if I see a like 
you explained, you see something come through and you're like, I'm not following that person is my instant response. Then I see there's a mini avatar down in the lower right corner. Oh, that's of good. The person, of the person that I am following. So I haven't had as much of an issue with it as I think you have, but yeah. it's still there. See, I like that. I love that. I love, you know, if all of a sudden somebody's retweeting me and and it shows my avatar, but down in the corner, it's like, hey, it, it's almost like here's my stamp of approval. Exactly. You know, you know here, here, you know, yeah. So and and I do agree. This is this could be out on the you know the, it could be out in the client world level. Maybe that's why Tweety that's why Tweety was purchased as an official Twitter client. But here's the deal: mm-hmm. if I go to my Twitter timeline on Twitter.com, I'm still getting the official person's avatar. Right. So anyway, fun stuff. (laughs) This is something that I think we should revisit after we do a little more research. And by us, I mean me. All right. So I like maybe working with Daniel a little bit because I've seen that he's shot a couple tweets out doing tests on, hey, retweet this and then let me know that you did because I think that we're going to figure this out. Sounds good. Well, I look forward to hearing your continued report from the field. Got it. All right. So, hey, tr- you know, speaking of Twitter, and since we're not talking about the F word today, um, Twitter has this business center. Can you tell me what this is? Because I read, a, I, I didn't read about it. I just saw it in the headlines. Yeah. Um, well, essentially, in the same way that the one social network has business pages or, you know, fan pages or whatever you want to call it, and LinkedIn ha- has company profiles, Twitter now has a business center and essentially what this means is that it's going to give some exclusive features to businesses for their um, communication systems with their customers. And essentially what it's going to do, some of, the, some of the features are you get an automatic verified account badge. Oh, I like um, that. You get the ability to add multiple contributors to the account. Um, I like you can, that. Let's see what else here the feature you let's see you can you can accept direct messages from followers whether or not you follow them back oh so i don't know if i like that it some businesses would like that some would not it's it's as if having a direct like you it what it does it turns it into an email box right and and so in one way it's like okay let's open the pipeline we've got a we've got our team of Twitter answerer people waiting for your for your tweets. Yeah. And and I can see that being a good thing, but if you're on a smaller scale business like yourself, I think you'd find it, oh great, another inbox. So right. with, I, without permission from people that I'm following, you know what I mean? I, I think I would so, like I wonder if they allow ways. that as an option. You know, you could yeah. you can choose that one way or the other if you have this business account. Is this live? I, I don't know that it is live. I tried to uh I'm I'm trying to figure out if it if you can actually get into it right now or not. Um, and I wonder if obviously it sounds to me I'm like it would a be a paid shot. it would be a paid service I would assume. Which by the way I love. Which is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing that it's live yet. So, I think it's only been announced. Yeah. All right. So I, I I'm interested in that, and I wonder what the cost would be because I I personally I think I would like to have more of these, you know, little features and stuff that they're going to roll out uh, to businesses because they're, you know, obviously that's something I want to be able to do is, is I use Twitter as a main tool of communication. 
Um, and Jonathan's in the chat room says Cliff is tweeting his, is treating his DMs as an email inbox, yet he does not want it to act like an email inbox. I didn't say that. I, I said I don't know that I would want to be able to accept DMs from everybody that's following me. But I think I could see the value in it because it's almost a VIP inbox for you. Yeah. Well, the, what I think what I like here is I, I think I would like that because there are some people that I quote unquote don't follow in my main timeline. In fact, there's, you know, quite a few, but I do have them on my I have them on Twitter lists. So when I'm looking to, you know, they fit more in a list that I follow from time to time versus the people that I follow all the time. Uh, and I would like those people that are on a list to be able to DM me, even though I'm not particularly following them and they don't, they're not in my timeline every day. So I could see that as a benefit and maybe I would like that. And uh, it would make my Twitter inbox more like an email inbox. Hmm. Yeah. And I, and you know what I do like about DMs is it actually, it, you know, they're short and to the point. I really like that. It says that uh, this isn't rolled out for all accounts yet, but if you were to go to your Twitter account settings yeah. and look for the businesses tab, that would give you the indication. So really? Ooh, let's try I don't know it. if there's a way for you to, to directly ask for that. but All right, so I'm going to twitter.com right now. Let's see if I have it. Do you have it? I haven't checked. I'm, I was actually looking to find out how we would see if it had gone live yet. But All right, well, I'm clicking on the settings. settings. I'm clicking clicking on settings now, and uh, no, I do not have businesses yet. Alrighty, very cool. Well, we'll keep we'll keep you guys up to date on that. Now, another thing that came out, and this came out really actually, this is one of those stories that's is more than a week old. Uh, but they have the official embeddable tweets for your for your website now. Have you tried this at all, Eric? I I didn't have a lot of a reason to try it out yet just because, well, I just didn't have a reason to. But what is cool about this is that you wouldn't have to take a static, um, you know, not, it wouldn't have to be a twit pick, basically. You wouldn't right. have to do a screenshot to get a tweet that you want to embed and keep sitting in the same spot at all times. So it's basically HTML code. <laughs> Right. So basically, this is just like um, when you go to YouTube. You find, let's just say you totally love this YouTube video, and you want to you want to you want to put it in your blog. Well, um, you you basically click the embed code, and it gives you some HTML code, and then you just go and and drop that into your post, and wherever that is in your blog post, boom, the YouTube video shows up. So basically, what this does is it actually takes that tweet and gives it an embed code, and then all of a sudden you can just plop those. Uh, those little tweets into your blog post instead of going in and have to do a screen capture and doing uh-huh. this. Now I haven't seen this yet. I, I mean, where where is this at? How do we how do we do it? Do you know that? It looks like it's not out yet. Oh, so it's just been announced. It says it's certainly coming. We don't know what form. It says that it's not out yet. So oh, okay. Alrighty. I'm gonna look back to the original blog post where. Twitter itself announced it yeah. because here, here's, that is here's the one thing I do every now and then what I like to do is I, I like to I, I don't often do like just one tweet and say hey here's a tweet although I can see the value in it I, I do, I do want to say that I see value in just being able to grab some HTML code for a single tweet but what I would like to be able to do is have an entire conversation back and forth and being able to rearrange it and say, here's a list of five tweets back and forth 
And see, this is where I think this is the one thing Twitter's missing. And I know you guys are probably tired of hearing me say it, but I the think I think every tweet should have a comments section. And that way, what you could do is 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 then every tweet has a comments section devoted to it, and then you can see that uh, the ongoing conversation. And then all of a sudden, you could embed both the original tweet and all the comments. Oh yeah, I would love that. Yeah. Ultimately, that's what I would like. Yeah, I'm still even on their official um, Twitter media blog. I'm not finding that it's come out yet. So, right, they give an example and you can see it live there, but it's not. Well, yeah, let me ask you, a- Eric, how are you doing on time? We're at 44 minutes. I don't mind going a little longer if, to cover some other stories. I'm cool. Okay, I'm cool. So, so we'll we'll try to bounce through the rest of these real quick here. First and foremost, Ning.com. I don't think we've ever really talked about Ning on social media serenity. Yeah, I think we mentioned it way back when, and we never really talked about it. Uh, do you use? Are you a part of any Ning communities? I'm not. Okay. Mostly for lack of time. Yeah, I've avoided them uh, for the most part, uh, and let. I mean, there it has to be a really huge exception to the rule. Uh, for me to participate in a Ning community. Uh, and and I found two. Um, n- by the way, this is Ning.com, N-I-N-G.com. If you can imagine, it, it's kind of like a, a company or a brand or an individual, for that matter, can actually have their own quote-unquote se- social network. The only thing is, is Ning is just, it is just dog ugly. I mean, it is, it is ugly, 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 ugly. Now I say that, but if you go to gspn.tv slash forum, it's ugly, 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 ugly too. Uh, but at, at the, at the very least, the good thing about the forum over at gspn.tv is it's just a forum. You're not inundated with millions of options, you know, pictures and videos and, and groups and, 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 um, you know, you've got another email inbox and you've got another this and you got another that. I mean, I mean, it is, it, I mean, they try to be a full blown, you know, personalized Facebook, if you will. Um, and, and I can see the value in that for some people. And, and let me tell you the Ning communities that I'm a part of. I am a part of the 48days.net Ning community. And I tell you what, there's a ton of value. And so I put up with the ugliness of Ning because the the value of the connections with the people there are so much more that that, that it makes putting up with the commute you know with the Ning interface worth it. Um, okay. s- same thing's true. A lot of people actually put up with the ugliness of gspn.tv slash forum because it's the awesomeness of the gspn.tv community that makes it worthwhile for people to hang out there. Yeah, um, I don't give it a second thought. Yeah. But it is you would you would agree the gspn.tv forum it's kind of boring and plain and ugly right? Yeah, I mean I mean I'm not if you if those are the words you want to use I'm not saying that what I think it is is it's specific for one purpose which is to just uh, you know it's it's chat it's dialogue on a you know delayed setting it fulfills a purpose it's not yeah but it's plain and it and and it doesn't have a lot of it doesn't have that web 2.0 feel you know it doesn't have yeah. the, it doesn't have the nice rounded corners and <laughs> stuff like that okay well in terms of design yeah i guess that i that, give you that and that's what i'm but going that's at. not why i'm going there for I, okay so. this is the i should have used this word aesthetics yes it doesn't have the web 20, 2.0 aesthetic feel nor and that's what and and I, so it's the aesthetic feel of ning that i don't like 
Yeah. It's it's it just seems cluck, clunky and rough around the edges. It's kind of like when I watch a, a a movie from the 1980s and you see like a 1982 Caprice classic and you think, "My gosh, <laughs> I remember when my mom and dad bought one of those brand new and it was the coolest looking car in the world." But man, that thing is so boxy and ugly looking back. Yeah. And and today cars have more of a curve and a feature and they look they look nicer. And what looked nice and awesome, you know, two years ago just doesn't look as cool today. And so that's what I feel when I feel that that's what I'm talking about when I go to Ning. Well anyway, um the other the other Ning community that I'm part of is uh FAA, which is Free Agent Academy. Uh so so anyway the, but the, the I go there to connect with these people, but Ning is just a little bit overwhelming. And to be honest with you, it, it really does do too much and it's overwhelming. And, and, and for social media serenity, I really try to stay away from Ning communities as much as possible. Unless, of course, the relationships make it totally worthwhile. And, and for the two Ning communities that I'm in, uh, it is the case there. But here's the deal. Uh, Ning has been free for the longest time. And they announced new pricing. They're they're getting rid they're getting rid of most of their their free um, Ning communities. Have you heard about that? Yeah. So I, I think they're still going to have a free. Let me now. Is this free for you to be a a member of one, or is it is it going to charge you to be a member of one, or is it that they're charging the the community like leader? They're cho- choosing the the community leader. It's the leader of the community. Okay. So I, I like, for example, I think Father Roderick was using it um, for sqpnconnect.com, and he's actually abandoned it now because it, it it would cost him twenty bucks a month to be able to continue on with with at the level he was using it. And he's like yeah. twenty bucks a month for him. He didn't feel like it was worth it. Personally, if I were using it and I had enough momentum, I think it would be worth twenty bucks a month. I, I think Ning is decent. And I think for the right person, like for for Dan Miller, it's out of this world. He's got over five thousand people on his yeah. Ning community, and that th- that place is happening. But for so many people, Ning has become like a it's kind of like a mini, little mini ghost town. And to be honest with you, it's such a large ghost town that if there is content and there's something happening somewhere, chances are you're going to miss it if you spend half a day looking around trying to see where everybody's at. And I, I well, and I think that. Let's talk GSPN community for a sec. Sure. In terms of, for for you, how I can see that it could be of a benefit to have. All right, everybody, we're gonna do a Ning, and you start it up, and you have everybody join in, and then I think you almost have people more connected because they're all connected in the same place on one single uh, network than across a bunch of different networks because I guarantee you there are people that are involved still that are involved with the GSPN TV community that I'm not connected to because I'm not connected to them on whatever their primary network is. You know what I mean? Yep. And so I think sometimes this is, I mean, for some people this would be a great way to suddenly corral people all together in one place and then have that shared out to those other networks. But I don't know. There's again, there's pros and cons I can see with it, but yeah, but I've, I've thought, you I know, don't know, I've actually pondered using a Ning community for GSPN. There's no question that I have enough people to make it to where it's not a, a ghost town. But let right. me, t- let me tell you this. I'm a, I, I believe I'm a super ultra advanced web user. 
social media user. And I will tell you right now that it's just frustrating when I join a new Ning community to go in and set the email setting so that I'm not getting 80 emails a day. Uh-huh. You know, and and by and and the thing I hate is by default you're you you're you're being spammed with tons of emails. So basically, you know, Eric, if all of a sudden you signed up, let's just say you and 40 other people signed up as 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 the first people to join the GSPN Ning community. Well, then all of a sudden I do this big, huge newsletter. And then, you know, over the course of five days, you know, 300 other people decide to go ahead and create their accounts. Well, guess what? That's 300 emails by default that you're going to get notifying everybody that's new joining the uh, Ning community. Yeah. And of course, it's easy to turn it off, but I hate the idea of forcing people to have to go and turn it off. It should be default to opt in, not opt out. Right. Right. As certain major networks should learn. Yeah. So anyway, and of course, you know, the the one thing I'm holding out for is WordPress. I, I think WordPress is obviously moving to the place where, you know, I think we could probably build a social network within WordPress. Do, do, would you agree with that? I think I think you could. And and this is funny because last night I was even talking through Twitter a little bit with Daniel about the difference between inst oh what is it intense debate versus discuss the two different oh yeah the commenting com- social media comment systems and so i i think with those you've got a really good shot at doing that depending upon you know cuz i i just installed discuss on my um tumblr blog last night without any hitches worked great so yep. Uh, and by the way, that that reminds me, you're now using Tumblr. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, yeah, I uh, I went ahead and got. I just I said we had. I was thinking about it a couple weeks ago. Somebody said, should we use a certain network as like your hub? And I thought, well, no. These networks come and go. You don't know where things are going to be at a year from now, five years from now. But if you've got control over your blog and you've got your domain and you're, you know, hosting it where you host it and you've, I mean, if you've got control over your content yourself and then it hit me, I'm not doing that myself. So I'm trying to start doing that uh, and then feed that stuff out to the social networks, basically practicing what I'm preaching. So I have ericjfisher.com. That's E-R-I-K-J. F-I-S-H-E-R.com. And that's my blog. It's got my Twitter feed. It's got, I'm going to be building it out, but right now it's bare bones. It's a very clean black and white interface. My picture's there and it's got my tweet uh, roll stream sitting there too. And anyway, take a look. I'll be, I'm going to be writing as I go. So yeah, I I like it. Matter of fact, um, I'm looking for your RSS feed. I'm going to add you to Google right now. So you are going to my Google Reader as we speak. Very nice. cool. So, what what made you choose uh, going Tumblr instead of have, just going ahead and getting a hosting account and creating a WordPress site? I I had done the WordPress thing. I still have WordPress for uh, wbrshow.com and which is going to be starting up again in the next couple of weeks. And basically, I just felt like I wanted something smooth and clean and simple without a lot of hassle. Yeah. Um I had seen some other people do some really great I'll say this, I've seen from a purely aesthetic standpoint, there's that word again. Tumblr has some amazing blog themes that you can just hit install 
right from the the web and it's there automatically and it looks great. And I just couldn't find. I mean, I, I've done major searches on WordPress themes recently, and and I knew I just wasn't going to have money to like hash out a big old WordPress theme with tons of like this and that and whatever, and spend tons of time on it. Yeah, I wanted something bare bones, clean, simple. That is basically the structure to hang my content on. So yeah. that's what I went with. I, I just felt like I, I know what it can do. I know where to tweak it. I know what I want to keep tweaking on it. And it's not going to take a ton of time. And I, I, also, I wanted to just try it out. So. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. Is it, you're, you're, you obviously have your domain forwarding to this, but is this on Tumblr's servers? Actually, it is. Okay, so that, see that that's my only concern about using going for, and I'm just thinking for myself. I mean, it, it, everybody right. has to decide what works for them, but for me, I want something that you know, if Tumblr decides, you know, what we're shutting d- things down yesterday, and uh, all your content's gone and deleted, you know, I I'm just like, uh, same same deal with Facebook or anybody else. I mm-hmm. I like the idea with WordPress, while it is a little bit more complicated, but having your own server and stuff. I still have, you know, you know, I currently have weekly backups of the database and I have, um, you know, monthly backups of the entire, you know, folder that includes everything loaded up with WordPress. So, you know, worst case scenario, if something happens to Bluehost or to GoDaddy, I create a new account somewhere else and I'm back up and running within a couple hours with with something as maybe as old as a month, but no more, usually no more than a week old. Yeah. So and I've got a I've got a Tumblr uh backup app for oh, that's my good. Mac for Mac and I'm so I'm backing it up. <clears throat> and and I would assume that that Tumblr backup could is that something probably could be like imported into another service later I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, I looked at the structure and it looks fairly similar if not exact to importing it in to some other setup. So Very cool. Well, I'll tell you what, we definitely have more stories to cover, but obviously we need to, we need to cut this thing here. So, uh, Eric, thank you again for, for joining us every week and to provide all this valuable content for people to consume. I really appreciate it. And also no we want to say thank you to everybody out there who subscribes to our podcast. want to thank you for telling other people to go to socialmediaserenity.com and uh, listening to us. And also, we want to say, hey, if you have questions, comments uh, related to anything we've talked about or something you want us to talk about, give us a call at area code 859-795-4067. Again, that phone number, 859-795-4067. And by the way, you can say the F word next week. Although I promise (laughs) you, even, even though we'll be back to using the F word next week, the whole show will not be taken up by it because... To be honest with you, I'm kind of burned out on that that whole network over there right now. Unless there's some news about it, we're still not going to talk about it. All right, I'll tell you. And I'll tell you what, though, I it was killing me not to talk about Betty White today. Yeah, yeah. I was considering doing the whole Betty White SNL opening skit and just having her bleep, bleeping out anytime she said the F word. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll talk about Betty White next week. Anyway, folks, thanks for listening, and until next time, join the community.